Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy dropped Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! For the win! Uh, Dunks and Discourse, episode 62, the I Run My Ass Home Fast <laughs> episode. I'm feeling like uh, the scene in Jingle All the Way, where Arnold is trying to get to the karate <laughs> bout, and he's like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. And the cop pulls him over, that was me racing home to, to get here at 6 o'clock to meet Jabari. It, it, was, uh, it was a tight one, Jabari. And I'm his kid that you know acts like a little jerk. Walking away from him because he didn't get what he wanted and closing, oh, his, do- closing his door. I'm just kidding. I had to make the reference because because you, you, you. This is why this is why Jake Lloyd quit quit acting. It wasn't even Star Wars. It was people ripping on him for uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh wait, hold on. To be clear, like I'm just talking about the character. I'm not talking about the actor. Like, no, actually, come on, yeah. man. Obviously, I'm kidding. Though. Oh, okay. um, well, afterwards, I was like, oh wait, I hope he doesn't have like he didn't like come out and say like you know I'm tired of people <laughs> ripping on me or anything. That that is one hundred percent why he quit acting. But it was the Star Wars. Oh, that, that, it was, I didn't see it. It I was grown grown ass men mm-hmm. who were embarrassing themselves, ripping on a like twelve year old kid for his portrayal of a fictional space character <laughs> that had the man, you know, thinking about hurting himself and quit acting. Like Absolutely for real. Ridiculous. Is Absolutely like, ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I I looked it up. Like I look it up every year when I watch Jingle All the Way, and like I think I saw last year he had to be like readmitted into a help facility because he's Jesus. still still dealing with demons from people being shit fit, fucking mess, you know. So um, that's crazy. Yeah, not n- not crazy. You know, like it, I, you know, I wish him well. It's crazy that folks are that extreme with things. But yeah, nothing, sh- nothing shocks me. We see. Look, we get it. We're we're lowly pawns, literally pawns. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And we get it on Twitter. So, like, of course, unfortunately, of course, stars will. Again, I talk about this all the time. Where like my mood will just tank because, like, nine out of ten times, it just bounces off whatever is said. Just bounces off, and you don't care. Mm-hmm. But that tenth time, it, it stings you. It gets in between the armor, and my girl will just be like. Don't look at your phone the rest of the day. I'm not gonna deal with you. Be- and it, it, but it's true though, because like every once in a while it rocks you. And I'm like, that's why I, honestly I could never be Kevin Durant or like Robert Downey Jr. or mm-hmm. any like I could not handle their mentions. Would just send me into an unbelievable spiral. I don't know how they they cope sometimes. I absolutely commend them for it. I commend the, you know folks that are willing to continue to be open with their lives. Uh, like I simply wouldn't. Like I'm gonna keep it real with you. That I, I normally on Twitter, you know, and I'll be quick about this. I normally on Twitter will allow things to just roll off my chest or like you know you know whatever. Right. Yesterday I had one of those moments where somebody you know something. It's funny. It's actually been a former guest on this show. Like was talking mess, and I was like, in my in my mind, it was, <laughs> and, and it was because of the hardened stuff, like getting all defensive and like singling me out as the one person that they were going to call out for making the same joke that everybody else has made. To which I will say, again, police your own damn timeline, get the hell out of my business, and worry about yourself. 
I didn't oh, see we... this, but now I'm gonna have to go go peep. But yeah, um, and yesterday, you know what? Harden could catch all the shade. Like, and I'm I'm proud of myself because I'm not a hip hop head, but mm-hmm. I want to say like I was looking up and down my bu- buckets or busts list mm-hmm. on Twitter, which is like 740 NBA all the time accounts, and I'm pretty sure I made the Rick Ross joke first. Like, I think I didn't you see, might have. I didn't yeah. see any, anyone else beat me to it. So like, look. It, it was one of those where, and I know that you, you can relate to this, where I saw it and I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Shit, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> why didn't I get that out there? And then I saw it like 20 more times in the next five minutes. And like, I'm sure lots of people saw it. Nobody stole from me. But a couple of you, a couple of you saw mine first and you were just like, I, I'm going to rip this off. Like, All it right. happens. I see you. It's flattering. You. It's flattering. But yeah, sure. my, man, my man did look like Rick Ross out there. I mean, honestly, more like Kendrick Perkins, but come on. If, you, if your name rhymes with uh, May for four. Then uh, I see you. <laughs> I, see, I see you rip, ripping content. No, that's okay. I don't know. It's, it, it was funny. Honest to God, like, I I had to do a double take. And, and the tweet that ended up blowing up for me, I took, like, six shots at Harden because I was having mm. a ball with it. Um, the one that blew up is, like, someone sent me a photo of him. And then right after, someone sent me another. And I'm like, he got bigger in each of these. And then people started editing it. So yes. He, he's getting fatter and fatter. And I honestly had to, like, stop and do a double take. I'm like... Is this the original photo? And then it was like, no. And then there was another, like, they moved him from, like, Fat Harden to, like, Rick Ross to, like, Fat Albert. And it would just, it just get progressively getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And honestly, that's one of my favorite, This that might be my favorite NBA Twitter moment of 2020. It was, uh, Giannis got an extension and no one was talking about it by 6 p.m. Because Fat Harden was just everywhere on the timeline. And, and and just to be clear, obviously the pictures were photoshopped. Not the original one. The original one, it is what it is. Uh, but, hey, you know what? Sometimes stuff, it, it, funny is funny. I, I say it on Twitter all the time, funny is funny. Like, if you're making fun of me and it's funny, I'm going to laugh. If you're making fun of someone else and it's funny and not actively trying to hurt someone, I'm going to laugh because it's funny. And a guy that a week ago was hanging out in the club and doing all the different things and Snapchatting and, and, and or, excuse me, going on you know Instagram Live and showing it uh, when he when he he comes and shows up looking like that. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some laughs. So I'm here for it. And I mean, it, it was really funny. It it just was yeah. funny. There were so many good ones at the time. Um, the the actual news though was the honest extension. And mm-hmm. uh, this episode we will do our awards predictions. We'll do that the back half of this episode. But before that, let's do the honest extension. And um, did you read the Joe Varden article today on the Athletic? No, I didn't. I, I wasn't able to. I was busy today. <laughs> I'm almost. It's impressive how Joe Varden is, like, a local guy. Like, he's a Cleveland beat dude. Mm-hmm. But he's known as, like, a national heel. Like, fan. Yep. like it's impressive when you're a beat guy, but, like, Milwaukee fans hate you. And, like, New Orleans fans hate you. And oh. Lakers fans hate you. Um, you, you know what? I'm sorry. I did. I forgot. He's he, he's the one. He, uh, he, hit him, he hit us with, well, it's great that he signed, but he could ask for a trade. Yes. And, and t- to be honest, it's not totally untrue. Like that that is part of the conversation. He was just like I'm gonna be the guy who tries to mm-hmm. score points. And then immediately after the guy he tweeted out that Rich Paul um was having a birthday and yes. <laughs> and, and reported it a year younger than he actually is. So Oh, so he's uh, actually forty? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like the comedy of like who do you really work for with those being sequentially thrown out was uh was certainly interesting. Um, but yeah, so Giannis signs the five-year extension, okay? Uh, my my first obvious take here is like that this is great for the league, that this is great for Milwaukee. I'm very happy for Giannis. 
And I truly, without a doubt, absolutely, unequivocally believe that if Giannis wins this year with Milwaukee, he will be celebrated um, in a special way that you're just not celebrated if you go to somebody else's city to win. And and so in that regard, um, I wish him well. And again, nothing but positivity for the Bucks fans yesterday and today. 100% with you. And, and you know, yeah, to that point, it does make a difference. While ultimately it's going to be one, you know, just like every other, you know, anybody else that's won one, or you know, led a team to one, you're right. It does make a difference in terms of how we discuss it, how, you know, like, how, you know, how we describe it. Uh, you know, you know, we, we give, we give Dirk all of the flowers that he deserves for, 20, you know, yeah. you know, for 2011, just like we would give, you know, Giannis, you know, all the flowers that he deserves. But you know what, honestly, I, and, and this is the thing. I've always felt like the small market versus big market will uh, conversation was uh, honestly a little bit disingenuous uh, at best. Uh, it's, it's as simple as this. If you're a small market team and, and you put a winner around your player and you make him feel like he, you know, make him feel like, he, you know, he, you, you want him there, you know, long term, uh, you, know, you know, not just in your uniform, but you want him to be successful. Your guys will probably stay. Well, I, I, I didn't say it's a guarantee. I said you'll probably stay. I, I disagree <laughs> with that. I just I in in today like ten years ago I think you're right, like in in the Kobe Dirk KG Duncan era you were right, but in the in the current like the, what we've been looking at the last five to seven I don't think that's true. Guys that have moved on, where did when did they leave an actually good organization, an organization that was being run well? The Oklahoma City Thunder should have won a championship in 2016. Yeah, they should have. They, they were up, have. they were up three one. Like yeah. I mean people. So like they, okay, so there's one. Okay. You, you know, wait, 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 actually, but there's also extenuating circumstances. Like, let's keep it real. As sure, much as I, the, as much as I context liked, for every guy. But as like, much what? as I liked seeing KD, you know, play alongside Russell Westbrook, I understand why KD, you know, moved on. I'm sorry, especially yes. at that time. I think I think we all understand why. One one thousand yeah. million percent, um, for sure. I, I like, but, the, but but I think to your generality, I don't think that's true of the last decade. Like I, th- I think things have just changed. Like, and even like I don't want to say like we can go back and forth on the Pelicans. And I don't really want to. It's old news. But like, you know, he hadn't been there that long, and they had put some decent teams around him. Harden had been Harden had been on contenders. Like, that's Harden, a, that, Harden's that's a, a special kind of mess. Um, but but here's the thing. Like focusing on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be all roses today. Okay. But with that same conversation, and like I understand that like. Today wasn't the day for it, okay? But, like, Joe Varden doesn't care about your feelings, and neither did I. Do, <laughs> neither do I. The, the reality is, in today's NBA, like, Giannis could, like, if they lose this year, Giannis could just have a pout and be like, we talked about, like, there might be a little wink-wink conversation of, mm-hmm. I'm signing the extension, but I want you to honor my trade request if we don't win. Or if mm-hmm. Drew Holiday decides to leave next year. Like, that, that could be there. And I'm not... I'm not rooting for it. People are like, oh, you're, you're part of the problem. You're rooting for this. I'm not rooting for this. I would love for Giannis to stay and win Milwaukee. I really, really would. But at the same time, like, it's just a different culture. Like, the Bucks can't take a breath here. The Bucks, Bucks can't say, like, oh, now we're set for three or four years and we can, you know, adjust and maybe save some money and reload. Like, no, the Bucks got to win today. You're 100% right about that. It's honestly kind of like, you know, here in, here in the States after that election, Folks that wanted to take, you know, take a sigh of relief and be like, oh, okay, now we're good. No, no, no. The, you know, the work continues. The work is just starting. I, I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you that uh, in all likelihood, that conversation was had. 
You know, like it, it, it may not have been as, as explicit as I'm out of here if things, you know, go poorly, but it, you know, along the lines of kind of like what you just you know, uh, laid out, like if Drew leaves, if they, if they flame out, if it's just simply, you know, it simply still is not working, you know, moving forward another 12 to 18 months. I could see that. I could see that being the case, but you know what? Like you said, it should be all flowers. And while we could acknowledge that it could be the case, let's just celebrate the fact that this is going to be a damn fine team. And I'm also, even though we're not doing those predictions, I'm predicting that they're coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go the other way. And, I mean, I'll, I'll save this till we do our finals prediction at the end here. But, um, I'm going like, to go the other way. I don't think they're coming up. But uh, I think that the Milwaukee's home run their offseason. Because if Giannis doesn't sign that and they overpaid for Drew, everything's uncomfortable. Of course. Like, as soon as Giannis signed, that validated that Drew trade. They've done right by their star. They've made – like, there was no situation in which they could deal Giannis – or play this year out without Giannis and be in anywhere near as good a position to win a championship in the next 10 as they are now, With even if the pieces aren't exactly a perfect fit. So, like, A-plus offseason for the Bucks. They did what they needed to do. I am just cynical that Drew Holiday doesn't add as a late-game creator, floor spacer in the way... And that's the guy I feel like they've been missing. So, like... It, every time Giannis hits a three in a game, every time, mm-hmm. someone on the timeline will tweet, it's over. Giannis just shot a three <laughs> and act like it's the end of the world. And I've been that guy. I've been there. But until Giannis can consistently, you know, pick up his jumper and, and just and fire a few home, or I see Chris Middleton consistently close, I'm just going to have some worries about them still. And again, like, Drew Holiday's a very good defender. He's a better playmaker than Drew. He's probably a, a better one-two guy. I, like, I'm not doubting that he's a better all-around player and they got better. They just didn't get better at the things they need to get better at. I can see that, and I, and I agree with you in, you know, in terms of Giannis. He's going to have to show it. He's going to have to show it, like you know, in a in, in a bit you know, a big time postseason moment. And you know, of course, you're just going to have to wait and see. But with the Middleton thing, last year I stopped. You know, you know, or excuse, well, this past season kind of stopped me from asking those questions because prior to this you know that I was saying like yeah he's he's a cool number two you know for the regular season but you know I never really see him elevate his game and part of that is is on me because I wasn't necessarily watching my, you know Milwaukee as intently as other teams you know say three you know two three years ago right um but yeah but, but, but we're on the same page with that I I, I ultimately I think I think they're going to come out because I think we might see another level from Giannis. I'm, and it could be wishful, you know, wishful thinking. But I also like the team that they put around him. Like, like you know, what? as much as I was like, hell no, you know, for the Lakers picking up Bobby Portis when people were you know jokingly saying that specifically because you know they were you know uh, intimating that they were going to strike out. Uh, I think Bobby Portis is a very good pickup for them. You know, so like I don't know. I I I, I guess we'll yeah, like you said, I didn't know we were going to make the finals predictions at the end, but I'll I'll, I'll wait for the rest of the end. Come on, man! You can't just you can't just wing that on the fly. You got to air that on the show. They didn't prep you at the finals. <laughs> just, just just fucking chew on it a minute and get back to me at the end. Listen, <laughs> listen. It was either protect you or protect me because the fact that I led out with that meant that I either wasn't listening or I didn't know. <laughs> I see how it is, man. I see how it is. One one moment your boys talking pre-show about how like you'd riff off anytime, money no money, and the next minute you're like, hey. It's you or me. <laughs> hey, Real. listen. There's a reason why on an airplane, in, 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 a, in, a, in a catastrophic situation, you don't put the mask on the kid first. You put it on yourself first. Here is my one, my one lasting thought about the Bucks offseason, um, mm-hmm. which is like now that we've kind of seen this hardened trade market open up some, um, 
I just want I just want to know, man. Did John Horst? Did he pick up the phone? Did he call the Rockets? Did he say, mm-hmm. "Hey, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, and the five picks that we're offering for Drew Holiday for James Harden"? Like, did did that conversation happen? Because like that five picks and Chris Middleton feels like unequivocally the best package that has been rumored to be offered for Harden to date especially considering at this moment Maury's not considering either Simmons or Embiid. Like, I, I just, did they do their due diligence there, or did they think there's no way we can get him and just skip that phone? I, I would just love to know, man. I, I have to throw this out there because, like, while I, you know, I, I think I, may, I, you know, we discussed it either last week or the week before, like, that even being a possibility, let's keep it real. Those are two players that don't necessarily like one another. Could they get it right? Could Coach Bud and his staff, you know, know, bring them together? Of course. But if I'm Giannis, I don't necessarily, or or if I'm Milwaukee, I don't necessarily know that I'm going, you know, gun-ho for James Harden, specifically, you know, with this, you know, with this still hanging over us up until yesterday. This being the contract. I don't know, man. Well, obviously you talked to Giannis first, and apologies for the on there, but, um, (laughs) like, obviously you talked to Giannis first, but, like, I just, I want to know because... Harden does a lot of those things. Like, yeah. Giannis, if we're on the move, Giannis touches the ball. If we're not on the move, Harden touches the ball. And we'll figure out everything else in between as we go along. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just curious. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in some of those inquiry phone calls um, that the Rockets fielded. Because, you know, 10 years from now, X person in X front office is going to be like, oh, yeah, we almost... Had Harden, we had a deal lined up for Jamal Murray and um, you know Monty Morris, and we just didn't pull the trigger at the last minute. You know, I, after I appreciate how you're calling Danny Ainge X and X person. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we were really close. Jalen, we had Jalen Brown. You know, they wanted Marcus Smart. Danny wouldn't do it. He was trying to give him back. Uh, you know, whoever Grant Williams. No, could, couldn't couldn't get it done. But we we're so close. Imagine if we had Harden and Tatum. Imagine. And uh, we could we could see that as soon as next off season, to be honest. But technically, okay. Let's take a break, hear from our friends, and then we'll come back and do awards. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can go in on every possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their opening season bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, 2020 has already reshaped how we work. And it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay what you need. You can pause your account anytime and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new match, new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. 
Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Jabari, man, that was the second. The Indeed one, always, it's, it's a bit of a tongue twister sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing laps in the pool. Uh, you know, I'm sucking back water sometimes as we get halfway through that site, but uh, uh, through that ad read. But it was, uh, we got through, man. We got through. I commend you for it. I'm not going to lie to you. Do, doing, doing the live reads, I commend you. And I just always think it's funny, man. Like, I just, I just always think it's funny. When I trip, I'm just like, it is, it is what it is, man. Finish the race. You Basically. Know? Like, finish the race. Pick yourself just, up and keep going. Even if you come in last, somebody's clapping for you to finish that race. So I hope you're, if you're, you know, Blunt Doctor, um, Alan, Lance, any of the guys who listen on a regular basis, that's for you, baby. That's Absolutely. You. Shout out to Juanito. Uh, <laughs> I, I got actually some bet online odds up in front of me. Nice. Going to run through these. Um, First one I want to do, actually the scoring leader. So who do you think is going to lead the NBA in scoring this season? Okay, so I know a lot of folks are kind of on both sides of the conversation when it comes to whether the Warriors are going to be contenders or not, and I get that. But the one thing I do expect a lot of are 30 to 35-point nights from Steph along the way, regardless of what they look like and regardless of how many how many games they win. I'm going with Steph. Right now, currently, uh, Bet Online has plus James Harden at plus one fifty, Luca at plus four fifty, Giannis at plus five fifty, Dame at plus seven hundred, Steph at plus eight hundred. I thought about Steph initially too, but I just feel like Kelly and Andrew both like to shoot. Like, uh, like I, Ubre and Wiggins like don't necessarily like to take great shots all the time, but they both like to shoot. And I, I would be more optimistic if they had two wings who were known for defense rather than, you know middling offensive firepower i i can hear i can hear that i but honestly i think the ball's gonna be in steph's hand so it's like like while yeah they'll get their shots steph's gonna have every opportunity <laughs> and to be honest with you i'm on the other side of it I, like i i've seen folks predicting that you know hey they could go as far as the western conference finals and they could be a contender i don't see it i think they're I, I think they're going to be a kind of a middle of the pack team you know potential you know, fighting for a playoff spot um, if, if you're a longer tenured basketball fan, um, you'll remember the Iverson trade uh, to Denver. Mm-hmm. And I kind of envisioned this year for Harden going similar, where like he starts the season, he's not in his best shape, he's not fully engaged, mm-hmm. um, he's not leading the league in scoring. Then he's going to get traded at some point, like, you know, okay. news will die down, mm-hmm. um, and he'll get traded, you know, sometime near Valentine's Day where to wherever and then he'll have to kind of figure out his way i i don't like harden as the favorite in this uh, um on the bet online rankings here i'm actually gonna go luca okay. like i i just feel like tim hardaway jr and josh richardson you know they both shoot a little bit but it's very clear like luca's gonna get just an insane amount of touches um i i, I think i would take luca to lead the league in points this year I think we're. This is not going to be the last time we discuss Luca during this conversation. Yeah, it might not be. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might, it might not be. And just remember, did we talk about last week how mad people were that I asked who would be a better player this year, Luca or Steph? And hurt Steph fans were in my mentions, just crying about it. I don't think we did, but you know, you could, you could bring it up again. I think that's hilarious. Like, they were big hurt. Like they why? were just ridiculously hurt. Did they I'm not like, see last year? I'm like, they're literally, like, well, let's just go to MVP. Like, they're one and two in the MVP odds. It could not be more of a fair conversation. People around the world are betting on Steph or they're betting on Luka. And uh, Warriors fans are like, these people forget, man. Steph's going to tell them. Steph's going to show them. Um, 
And so as of right now, that's actually bumped to Curry to three, but it's Luca at plus 325, Giannis at plus 500, Steph at plus 800, Anthony Davis and LeBron splitting at plus 900, and Damian Lillard at plus, and Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant splitting at plus 1200. Okay. I, you look, I went into this, I had AD as my dark horse because I genuinely think that he'll be showcased even more this year. Uh, I think the Lakers are deep as hell and I think they're going to win a bunch of games. So the narrative will be there, especially if LeBron takes a step back with what I'm going to consider in-game load managing. Uh, but the more I think about it and you know, the stronger I feel about your Mavs and you know, is KP in or is he out right now? He's he's gonna be out to start the season. He's gonna be out to start the year. I okay with that with that in mind. I'm I'm actually gonna go with Luca. I think I think especially if he helps lead them to a top five seed, nonetheless, and I do think he will. Yeah, I think he, like my only hesitation with Luca is I don't know that the Mavs are gonna win the fifty-ish games to be top three, and I like it is really tough to get over that cusp, although. You know, Westbrook just did it, and I look six. at, yeah, as a six seed, and I think, you know, if the Lakers are the one seed, LeBron and Davis will seed way too much hype to each other. So, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, voter fatigue is very real. The only guy in NBA history, I believe, to win three MVP awards in a row is, do you know? Uh, I thought there were three of them, or maybe it's just three that have won it three. No, no, no. I thought it was Larry Bird, Bill Russell, and... Somebody else, or me? I could be wrong. I, I think I think Larry Bird is the only guy who's ever won three in a row. Oh no, you're right. You're right. He's the only guy since the '80s who's won three in a row. But it is it's Bird, Wilt, and Russell. Okay, yeah, have all won three in a row. Yeah. Um, Magic didn't do it. Jordan didn't do it. Um, they both have three, but they didn't do yeah, it. LeBron like, didn't. Yeah, in a I row. And I just like I. If what would like Giannis would have the Bucks would have to have the best record in the East. Giannis would have to have a consistent jumper. He'd have to average like 34, 14, and 6. And why would Bud, if they're going to have the best record in the East, like why would Bud play him? The guy barely played 30 minutes last year. Why would he play him 35 minutes this year to rack up those kind of totals? I think think he's going to be fantastic. I don't think there's any way he wins it. For a lot, yeah. of, you know, for a few different reasons. One, I, you know, I, like, if you're the Bucks, are you really going to push to, you know, to, to have far and away the best record in the league, or are you going to, you know, try to you know, angle yourself to be healthy and ready for the postseason? Yeah, yeah, no, I like you're right. I don't, I don't think they will. And I just, I think there's like an air of fool me once, you know, shame mm-hmm. on me. And uh, you know, it, the playoff performance isn't supposed to impact the MVP vote, but I think it does. Yeah, um, those are human beings that are making those, they're making those picks, and and they've seen it. I think Luca's the best bet at plus three twenty-five. I, I I'll say Luca, um, even though I'm a little hesitant on the win total. The next two in order to me are Anthony Davis, um, just having a mega crazy year with LeBron maybe resting or missing some time, mm-hmm. being enough to push him over the edge, or Kevin Durant having the comeback season in Brooklyn and taking the lead by storm there. I won't lie to you. I would love it if it if it wind if it winds up being KD. I, you you know I love that story. I want him to come back. I want him to be as you know as fierce as ever. I know he looked good in that first you know you know that first you know first uh, run out there. But you know you you know that there's a difference you know when it comes to actual action and whatnot. So I hope he stays healthy. I hope he looks as good as he did in that first run. And you know that would be fantastic. What about yeah. Dame? What about Dame? What? Okay, so what? What about if Portland is as good as everybody? You know, or not everybody? As some folks have said, like they're they're gonna win the West, or they're gonna you know you know, finish with the top seed, or at least a top two seed. What about Dame's chances? I, like they would have to finish as a top two seed, which I don't see them doing. That's fair. 
Yeah, like I like I looked at him for scoring leader too, and I'm like, with Cove there, and like with you know some pieces moving around, could he average 32 this year? But I don't think so, man. And like, I I don't want to say he's already seen his peak, but like, Dame is going to be 31. He's a small guard. Mm-hmm. He's been mega paid. He's in a backcourt with another scoring guard. Like I don't know if statistically we'll ever see a better year than we just saw from him. I'd love to see it, but me too. Yeah, but, I mean, but it, yeah. it, it, it would be a tall task for sure. If, I mean, if he does too, Steph fans are going to be if Steph, <laughs> if, if Dame shoots forty one percent from three this year instead of forty and averages thirty two instead of thirty, you know the timeline. Every national guy is going to be talking about current Dame is better than prime Steph, and Warriors fans will all you know either die of drowning in their own tears or officially put their Lakers gear back on. So I don't know, man. Uh, I, I hate to see it. hate to see it. I, you know, I'm going to just accept that one because it wasn't necessarily a knock at us. You, it was you, more on them. You, you, caught a, you caught a stray. You know? I know. I realized it as well. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, defensive player of the year. Who do you have? I, do I need to ask who you have? I mean, look, I don't think be, be specifically because AD probably won't get the MVP again this year. Uh, you know, but like last year, I felt like he was the best and most versatile defender. I think he gets rewarded this season. I think he is probably the best bet. And uh, Bet Online agrees. They have him as the favorite at plus 225, Giannis at plus 325, Rudy at plus 375. Bam plus 750, Embiid plus 1,000, and Ben Simmons plus 2,000. I hmm. I would go I, – I think I, – I went back and forth between AD, but I'll I'll go Bam to add some spice. I like I, it. I think, like, he's the guy that makes sense. Like who, and, and who I actively see out on the perimeter enough, and I think that's, that's what people are in love with most. Like, almost more than rim protection, like – Bloggers, writers love to see bigs out on the perimeter being okay with that switch, and I think Bam probably does that best of the guys who could really win this. Ben Simmons is an interesting dark horse, though. Like, if there was some sort of a situation where he did play the four all year, I don't know. I I think he's interesting, but I'd go Bam and AD are definitely the best bets to me. Bam was my second choice. I I see you with the Ben. I mean, look, Ben could be in the conversation every year specifically because he's one of the best defenders (laughs) and and, and clearly one of the more versatile ones. But I I have to kind of wait and see how they're going to be, how all those guys are going to be utilized before I can, yeah, honestly, you know, have a true sense. Uh, Coach of the year. They bet online has Steve Nash as the the weak favorite at Mm -hmm. plus 750, Ty Lue at plus 900, Monty Williams plus 1,000. Brad Stevens plus twelve hundred, Eric Spolstra plus twelve hundred, and Frank Vogel and Rick Carlisle plus twelve hundred. So it's real mixed bag. Okay, I kind of had a mixed bag here as well. Like I'll be honest, you know, I'd like to say Vogel, you know, like that he would at least be in the conversation. Uh, but ultimately, I think that LeBron tax, you quote unquote LeBron tax, that might foil AD's ultimate MVP bid. Uh, I think it definitely comes into play you know, uh, in terms of the credit that his coaches received. Uh, so depending upon how their teams come together, you know, I'd like to, I, I could see it coming down the, you know, like a lot of those names that you just mentioned, Monty Williams, Rick Carlisle, Steve Nash, or even Lloyd Pierce, if the Hawks are able to be as successful as some folks are anticipating. I'm going to roll with Monty Williams uh, because I do think that they're going to come together and make a playoff run. Uh, but I would not be shocked if it's Steve Nash for the same reason why, like if KD is incredible and, and the Nets, you know, do what you, you know, do, do what you just said, uh, you know, take, you know, take the East by storm. I could see it, it going that direction too. Yeah, we kind of each went chalk with Luca. You went chalk with AD. I'm gonna go chalk with uh, Steve Nash. Okay. I, 
I really believe in the Nets this year. I <laughs> think they're they're for real, for real. Um, I do think it's interesting that, and I, like Chris Chris Paul, um, more or less got Billy Donovan really going in the Coach of the Year conversation. Mm-hmm. But that didn't really work the same for like it was the opposite effect with LeBron and Vogel. Like anything Le, like Vogel did, it was like it's LeBron's team, so he's not getting the same consideration. But at the same time, like anything Chris Paul, like Billy Donovan does, oh, like that's probably Chris Paul. Um, those are probably equal basketball. Like I, I don't know either well enough to differentiate whether Paul or LeBron knows basketball better. Yeah, but do you know what it is? It's a matter of like LeBron is the is the son. You know what I mean, and 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 it 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 just has been that way. Uh, so you know, regardless of whether it's fair or not, his coaches are never going to receive you know like the credit that they may or may not deserve. Yeah, and I I just do think it's interesting, like Monty Williams being third. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, how much is that the Chris Paul effect? When literally last year, when uh, Aaron Baines and DeAndre Ayton were starting games together, like Suns fans wanted Monty out. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. Well, fans but, always want but, the coach but out. I was gonna say, but th- that's always the case. Like, I, like I, I, and you will not believe it, but I, I argued with folks the entire time about Phil Jackson. Like, folks, <laughs> Lakers fans <laughs> were so crazy. Af- even after like several runs, even after the you know like the, the the second title or even the third title, like you know when he came back, they were still questioning him and still saying like he didn't know what he was doing. And you know, you know like you, fans look, fan is short for fanatic. And it is what it is. Six man of the year. Uh, Bet online has Lou Williams at plus four hundred, Jordan Clarkson plus six hundred, Danilo Gallinari plus seven hundred, Goran Dragic plus eight hundred, Serge Ibaka plus nine hundred, Montrez Harrell plus a thousand, Tyler Hero plus twelve hundred, Davis Bertans plus fourteen hundred as their leaders. Who do you have for six man of the year? Man, I'm, I, I was really torn on this one as well because obviously, like a lot of different folks, you know, you could qualify for that. I could see it actually being Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I, I like the way he plays with in that system and with that group. I, you know, I was glad to see him re up there. Uh, you, you, I, I'm not sure whether Schro- you know, Sch- you know, Schroeder's gonna start or you know play the bulk of his minutes, you know, like a, as a starter. Uh, but, you know, but if he does in particular, I think Trez could be put in the position to win it again uh, because I think playing alongside these guys, also being schemed into greater positions to succeed, will actually help his you know his cause this year. So I won't be you know even though I think Trez has a good chance, I'm gonna go with the outlier. I'm gonna go with Jordan. I'm hopeful that Jordan Clarkson, you know, does something positive for Utah Jazz fans because they're going to be disappointed once again at the end of the year. There was a big chunk of (laughs) probably um, there was a big chunk of last year where I did think he was the best guy coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. He he was playing that well. Microwave. Um, I'm gonna go Daniel Gallinari. Okay. It look it looks like if in fact he is gonna come off the bench because they're still trying to figure that out. If he doesn't come off the bench. I want Bogdanovich as six man of the year. Okay. So like whichever whichever of those whichever two, of two. Yeah. gets to come in and mop up the not tray minutes and and be you know running that offense a little bit or be featured in that offense. I kind of want that guy. So I'll hedge on because I know the Hawks are trying some different lineups right now. Reddish has been in and out. Herder has been in and out. I think they moved Hunter in one night and out another. So whichever of Gallinari and Bogdanovich is coming off the pine for the bench or coming off the pine for the Hawks. I want him. The Hawks are one of my league pass teams this year. So I'm hope I, I, I really do want positive things for them. I, I too, like a week ago, I was thinking to myself like, man, Deandre Ayton's interest or sorry. That's, I, that's the next one. I got you. Most, yeah, I was, I was yeah. like, Whoa, we going here. <laughs> most improved player. 
it's okay. So I'm not coming off my Aiden pick simply because you know, simply especially simply because he didn't look great in that first preseason action. Uh, I, I you know, as we've been, kind of been discussing, I I do expect uh, I still expect the Suns to be good. You know, to be competitive in the Western Conference this year. I'm not saying as a contender. I'm saying just you know, be a competitive team. And I think he'll benefit specifically from you know, like other teams focusing on. You know, obviously, they were always focusing on book, but now they also have to account for CP3. I think he's going to be that third guy that puts up 2010 nights and that also still go under the radar. Uh, you know, at least to a lot of the a lot of the fans, because you know, the, uh, but you know, not to the voters. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Michael Porter Jr., depending upon you know, you know what his minutes look like and if he can stay healthy, I wouldn't be shocked if he's in that conversation as well. Michael Porter Jr. is tough because on one hand, I feel like if he gets to play 30 a night and gets to tear loose on the offense, he's a really strong pick. But on the other hand, I feel like. If he continues to defend like a pylon, Malone's mm-hmm. going to start him in the token 15-minute role or bad matchup role or garbage time role, and that's just not going to get it done. Um, so I'm, I'm hesitant to pick him. But mm-hmm. they actually don't have most improved player odds on Bet Online, so I found these on FanDuel. Okay. And currently they have Jamal Murray at plus 1,400, mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. plus 1,400, Shea Gilgis-Alexander plus 1,400, mm. Tyler Hero plus 1,600, John Morant plus eighteen hundred. Chris Boucher, Kobe White, De'Aaron Fox, DeAndre Ayton, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Lonzo Ball plus twenty four hundred. Okay, um, money bet. Yeah, I was thinking Ayton too, man. And like Suns fans were honest to God acting like DeAndre Ayton was Kwame Brown on the timeline the other night. Yeah, like, like they, one bad were, preseason game. They, it, he's had one blah preseason game and one downright bad preseason game, but still like. They were being tough on the man. Like they were, they were like, we don't want to pay him. Like <laughs> let's trade this guy. Uh, he's a bum. Why? It looks like he doesn't want to play basketball. Like they were just, <clears throat> they were killing him, man. And I, like I, I didn't go that far, but I did. You know, seeing Chris Paul yell at him seven times and seeing the same things they were seeing, I did cool on the maybe he's taking a jump this season. So here's the thing. I I I saw it. I liked that Chris Paul was getting on him. I think that I think this will be worked out by like the tenth or fifteenth game, and I think I think those same Suns fans are going to be, you know, getting mad when we're not praising him enough. Specifically, when we're not praising him enough. The guy who I do not see odds for here, um, it goes all the way down to plus three thousand with Christian Wood, Lowry, Markin, and Malik Beasley. Hmm. I don't hate Lowry, Markin, um, yeah, Colin Sexton. <laughs> Colin Sexton is a guy. Who, if I, if you're gonna give me plus four thousand or plus thirty five hundred and Colin Sexton, I'm intrigued because the Cleveland fans, like the diehard Cleveland fans, um, they ride for him. He's gonna get. He's gonna lead that offense in in usage, um, in, in shots taken a night. His splits last year are actually a lot better than you think. You know, um, mm-hmm. I like Colin Sexton more than De'Aaron Fox. Like, I don't okay. know why. Fox is viewed as like so significantly better. Um, I can tell I, you why. I, I kind of think, well, because he was fast and he dueled with Lonzo in college. Is that that, that's exactly about? the case because yeah. it was it was pitting him against Lonzo, and you know, and you know how that conversation was going to go. Yeah, but like I mean, Colin Sexton shooting thirty nine percent from three his first two seasons. He averaged twenty one a game on pretty healthy splits. Like I know he had the teammate issues and like there was this and that, but I I. Don't hate him as MIP this year. 
I don't hate that pick at all. Like honestly, like if, if you if you said like you put money on that, I'd say okay, I think that's a good bet. I think that's a good money bet. Um, I might, I might and, have and to put a hundred down. Shout out to uh, you know Justin uh, Justin Rowan. Don't you, tell Justin. Don't tell Justin. <laughs> all right, I won't say no, a word. No, nobody tell Justin that I'm. He already thinks Colin Sexton's like better Donovan Mitchell, better he's hair the, Donovan Mitchell. Like but, he is already all in on him. He doesn't but, need any more steam. But I will give him credit for this because he's the one that turned me around on Colin Sexton. It's not that even that I was low on him. It's just that, I mean, come on, let's keep it real. I wasn't watching a lot of Cleveland basketball, okay? Um, so, I, so I was just going with the crowd and saying like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, you know, just a volume guy. And, you know, it was during last season he started, you know, to point things out. And I realized, I was like, actually, this kid is pretty damn good. So I, I won't let him know that, you know, that he influenced you. But I, I'll give him the credit here on the show. Okay, so for people keeping track at home, um, run through your list again. Just All recap right. it. All right, MVP, I, I went with Luca. Most improved, I'm going to go with Hayden. Um, six man... Jordan Clarkson, you, 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 I know you heard the hesitations. Uh, scoring leader Steph, uh, coach Monty Williams. We didn't talk about rookies though. Even the end. Oh, we didn't get rookie yet. You're right. We, yeah, we did. Defensive player of the year, uh, AD, um, and rookie. Look, I'm going to be straightforward. This is the one that I'm not qualified to offer betting tips. So, like, let's just be clear. Do not take <laughs> like this this portion <laughs> of the conversation uh, to the bank, um, literally. Um, but I'm still excited about this current group of rookies. You know, I think I mentioned it last week. You know, I'm looking forward to Obi Toppin. Um, I, I I honestly want positive things for Nick for Knicks fans for the first time in a minute. Uh, I also want positive things for Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves. But I'm gonna you know, I think I'm gonna roll with Toppin. You know, because I think he'll I think he'll have a, a good opportunity to be showcased along. Alongside your boy RJ. Um, so right now, again, uh, Bet Online doesn't actually have Rookie of the Year odds available. So I'm looking at Odd Shark. They have Lamelo Ball plus 400, Obi Toppin plus 425, Anthony Edwards plus 450, James Wiseman plus 600, Killian Hayes plus 800, Denny Avija. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say his name yet, but I, think I will. It's I'll figure that out. Tyrese Halliburton and him are at plus 1500, and Isaac Okoro at plus 2000. I'm going to go Killian Hayes. I think Killian Hayes is going to get the keys immediately um, in Detroit, and Derrick Rose will either start alongside him or spell him. Um, I think he's going to have the longest leash of the rookies, which seems to win a lot of years. Um, LaMelo looks like he's going to have to play behind both Rozier and Devontae Graham, Mm -hmm. at least to start the year. Um, Those are two, you know, NBA-quality guards. So I I don't know that he is going to be in that mix the same way that people think he is. And I know Vegas odds, you know, his name, I get why he's the highest, but um, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Killian Hayes. I can see it. Like, like I said, I'm not qualified to speak on, you know, speak on the rookies in terms of what, you know, the expectation should be, but I'm really looking forward to it just like everybody else. And uh, if, if I trusted that the Kings were going to find big minutes for Tyrese Halliburton, I might've gone him, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So my recap is I had, Luca as the scoring leader, uh, Steve Nash as the coach of the year, Bam Adebayo as defensive player of the year, Danilo Gallinari or Bogdanovich as sixth man of the year for the Hawks, whoever doesn't end up in that starting lineup. Most valuable player I had Luca. Most improved player I had Colin Sexton, and rookie of the year I had Killian Hayes. All right. So we'll we'll see who checks off more boxes. I did brutal last year. I, I don't even remember what you did last year, but I know you beat <laughs> me because I don't think I got anything. I got a couple. Yeah, I, I think I had zero. 
correct last yeah, year. It happened. I remember <laughs> feeling really good, like really talking myself into Jokic's MVP. Mm-hmm. And he started last year like he just <laughs> ate four boxes of Fruit Loops. <laughs> like, and Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like I, he had the he had the Jason Siegel Bowl from forgetting Sarah Marshall. Absolutely. And he was just full of Cocoa Puffs. And Fruit Loops before every game that Same he sweats. played in October, November, and I was like, "Fuck me! What a waste of a hundred dollars!" Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you actually put mo- you put money. Oh yeah, I had money. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that yeah, I I probably wouldn't have been rubbing that in as much had I known that. To be honest with you. <laughs> you know what? I, I I've been probably six seven years in a row now. Mm. I I bet MVP and a couple other things, just hundred here, fifty here, just for fun. And I hear you. I, I only actually think I've lost money twice because I end up winning on one of the awards mm-hmm. and it kind of covers everything else. Nice. Yeah. You know what? But last year was one of the years where I did, in fact, lose. That's this will be the first year that I do it. I'm going to do it with you. Oh, there, there we go. I'm not going to do it? Rookie of the Year, though, because, yeah, like, no. <laughs> I'm not throwing good money away yet. Well, and the the guy that we didn't talk about is, like, if, if James Wiseman gets significant burn and the Warriors are good, mm-hmm. then it's going to be, like, the... Even if he doesn't get... Even if he's not great, but he's putting up, like, 8-8 eight and eight with a block and the Warriors win 50, he's going to get, like, that Malcolm Brogdon push of, like, his minutes actually contribute to something versus, like, Killian Hayes has 17 points a game shooting 39% because the Pistons suck ass. Yeah, the narrative will be there at the, at yeah. the very least. Well, like I don't even want to say narrative, like it, like. Well, no, I, but winning, I mean, winning but, matters, but, right? Like, but in particular, when so when I say that, I don't mean it as in a pejorative way, but like the conversation will be held that hey, look, these you know his minutes mean more because his team he's he's a part of a winning team, which in essence is a narrative. <laughs> <laughs> um, let let's wrap this with uh, what have you been binging lately? Honestly, just basketball right now. Well, that and Boardwalk Empire. You know, I'm still working my way through that. Absolutely loving every second of it. Um, I underestimated the show. Like, uh, I, I would say about four months ago on the timeline, uh, someone asked, you know, like in, in terms of like the great, you know, they, we were talking about just the great HBO shows. And they, they asked that one. And I said, you know, I liked it. I liked the start of it, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't necessarily keep me. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. Because it's fantastic. I'm in. I'm in the season three. Just about to you know get to season four. Uh, still disappointed about the Jimmy situation. It is what it is. But yeah. the rest of it is still good. It really is like I, I remember loving Boardwalk Empire and thinking like, man, this is a great show. Mm-hmm. But five years removed or however long it's been since I finished it, I I mostly remember feeling like, man, they killed Jimmy. So it really scarred the show in a way. Mm-hmm. It's tough it, to get over. But like, is season three the one with Jip Rossetti? Yes, it is, and, yeah. and and Bobby Cannavale is absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Is it Cannavale or Cannaval? I thought it was Cannavale, but I could be wrong. You know what? Uh, shout, I'm not sure. Shout out to if, Italian listeners. You know, correct us. Hit, yeah, hit somebody knows. Hit me with that. <laughs> but yeah, he kills it. Jip Rosetti's the best character in the show, other than Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He's he, he's a bit of who are you to wish me character. good luck? <laughs> yeah. What, what have you been watching? Um, I actually checked out the Wilds on. Um, Amazon Prime. I'm like two episodes away from finishing The Wilds. Have you seen that at all? I have not. I'm looking it up as you speak. It's a premise like eight girls um, crash on a deserted island. And they're all like in their teenage years. They thought they were going to um, some sort of like Girl Scouts retreat, like forging strong young women kind of thing. They've all got, you know, Mm -hmm. spotty, complicated past. But it's actually a conspiracy and they've been 
you know, purposely placed on this island oh. for this kind of like disgraced therapist um, experiment. So basically this this lady wants to see she wants to prove that women are more successful and collaborative than men. Okay. So she created this whole scenario um, where they crash and they're on this island. They have to come together um, with all of these stressors and their parents literally think they're at a summer long camp. Okay. So it's kind of an interesting premise. It's a little bit, um, a little bit over the top with like some of the drama turns. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of like initially. I was like, oh, is this like an all lady lost? Oh, okay. Uh, it's not really that supernatural esque vibe, and it doesn't hit near as deep. It, but it, it's it's not a bad watch, man. It's got some cool angles. Is it an all ladies like Lord of the Flies type or? Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, except they they haven't taken it there yet. Got it. Got and it. I'm wondering if they're like because they 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 are doing the lost flashbacks like every episode. Mm. One of the girls is looking back at her life as things are happening on the island. Okay. Um, well, something else is happening. I don't want to spoil it. How we got here type deal. Yeah, I mean? but it, it seems like maybe they do get to that point. So shout out um, to you. This show has Rachel Griffiths and Rachel Griffiths. Did you ever watch Six Feet Under? I watched like a couple episodes when you talked about this one time, and I just did, I didn't hit for me. Yeah, and, and it and it might be one of those where it was a timely show. I you know, I haven't I haven't circled back in a while, but you know she's Brenda on there, and I had a crush on her like twenty years oh, ago. So here we well, are. Well, she's the disgraced um, doctor, and we don't really know why yet. But like, okay, the women are superior to men orchestrator of this scenario so she's in a pretty strong leading lady role that's for sure i will i might have to check this one out yeah so but i mean between that and nba i haven't watched too much i am excited though like tenant i can finally rent nice so i will i will get to that probably tomorrow and then we can talk about it next week because i have been it's like the one movie that came out this year that was on my list before the year that i'm actually excited to watch so yeah we even previewed it on the show Yes, yes. Um, That's going to do it for us, though. If you haven't yet, please like, rate, subscribe, review, and we'll catch you next week.